<laughs> oh boy, yeah, that's that was my uh, my fault totally. Shovelhead just uh, texts it and says, uh, "Morning, boys. How is Duke feeling?" Uh, I pressed the wrong button and went over there. Good thing I didn't say anything bad about that. I was just referring to the Duke who was playing in uh, the game last night, played Wednesday in the alumni media, but also last night, CFCW Critters in Pinocchio. How was it, Duke? Uh, 0 for 3 on breakaways what? for me, so I, I got the gears pretty good from the guys uh, through the course of the night. But thankfully, it was overshadowed. We got uh, a pair of young bucks on defense that are brothers, the Harrison brothers. Okay. And they were, I think, uh, I think they ate every minus on the night. Ooh. So thankfully, they're... Um, ineptitude on the back end kind of overshadowed my lack of finish up front so that was good but it, it's always a great time uh several i think it was just about five grand total yep. uh raised last night for pinocchio minor hockey and of course with their uh, junior b program there they were away for a couple of years and kind of struggling to get back off the ground attracting uh better players and stuff to compete in the heritage junior league uh so raising a little bit of money for that a lot of the team was uh working the 50 50 and stuff so that was great to mm-hmm. see and, and a great night a nice turnout on what was obviously a Unbelievably cold, cold night in central Alberta. Yeah, in Pinocchio. So almost $50,000 raised. Eddie Steele now. Eddie played on the alumni media game Wednesday. So now, Eddie, I mean, this is a perfect fit for you. CFCW oh, Critters down the road. Recruiting. I don't know if I could do that because here in Duke throws teammates under the bus like that. <laughs> oh, Golly, yeah. you well, showed your true colors, it's, it's Duke. It's mo- mostly deflection away, like yeah. I said, trying to steer the heat off me. Yeah. There's no I in Duke, is there? <laughs> Man, I, I missed three, but th- look at them. They yeah. had more minuses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, more minuses. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm not a finisher. I'm a I'm a defensive threat. Like, I'm a young uh, Phil Deneau, young being oh, the kid before yeah. he exploded offensively. Like, that's coming for me. I can feel it. And also, they make me play forward. I've never played forward. Actually, that's a lie. I played forward when I played in senior hockey. But for that, I was a fourth-line grinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I've played defense my whole life. Well, you guys were rock solid Wednesday. There's no denying that. But, Eddie, you're just kind of getting into the swing of things. You got some gear. Got the gear. I mean, honestly, on Wednesday, that was my first, like, actual, like, real hockey setting game. Mm-hmm. I grew up playing on the, at the ODRs, yeah. you know, so I can skate and stuff all self-taught. But uh, that was uh, official out there, and, all, uh, man, it was uh, uh, quite the pace, mm-hmm. I must say, quite the pace. I was told and led to believe it's going to be a bunch of old-timers having some fun, and once I saw the 15- through 17-year-old junior Oilers out there on the other team with some of the Oiler alum, I thought, ooh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. That is it's playbook, Vic. And uh, when it's this cold outside, you got to be careful around the cold steel. No licking the steel. Stay warm, Eddie uh, and Kevin. Coach Vic Pillman says a young Stu Barnes. That's directed towards you. Duke? M- must be. That's who I'm emulating out uh, there. Come on, Pillman. I got a buddy named Chopper Lopatinsky. I can get you into the, for an emergency eye exam right now. <laughs> uh, Shovelhead, yeah, that was, uh, sorry, I mistakenly hit the button and I said, Duke, did that go on over the air? When the, the red lights came on, I went, oh, no. And it's, it's funny because obviously when we're a little yeah. behind the peak behind the curtains for uh, those listening is like yeah. when we're in the studio here, because this isn't a traditional radio setup where the me the producer is kind of behind glass or in my own room we're all in the same room uh, just on opposite sides of the table here and the 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 live feed of the the station will play over the speakers in the studio but only when the mics aren't on as soon as the mics turn on then it's dead quiet mm. in here of course so you don't want any background noise so i'm just like getting a uh, finishing up the car starting the commercial <laughs> break getting things lined up coming to this next segment and all of a sudden this the 
the music in the studio turns off for the commercial. And I'm like, what's that? And then all of a sudden I hear Kevin saying, hey, dude, how are you feeling today? And I turn around and quickly turn his mic back See, off again. It, it could have been worse. It could have been really bad. KKK, really you bad. and I have a mutual friend who yes, uh, it was a lot worse but, than that. You know, in TV, being TV for 33 years, not 25, 33 years, dude, <laughs> um, you know, in a commercial break, like that is that's supposed to be someone else's department. Yeah, like you can pretty well say something in a commercial break. Yeah, but they're always saying the mics always lie, but you got to you always have to be careful. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't obviously don't want to say yeah. anything pretty well ever that can get uh, get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Um, if it was Eddie that that had happened to, then it would have been my fault because I control Eddie's mic, oh. but you control your own mic over there, Kev. So I'll let you uh, let you eat the heat. Okay. Text one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty from Not Fred. Do you think Ekholm has had that calming influence on Nurse? Maybe a little bit. He's had a calming influence on everybody, but Nurse is enough of a veteran that he probably doesn't need it. But sometimes I think any player can look at another player and say, I can use this in my game a little bit. And sometimes, or maybe more often than than not, less is more. And when Darnell gets into trouble, a lot of the times it's because he's trying to do too much. And we haven't seen that in his game for many stretches, uh, a lot of the time this season. But when you look at Matthias Ekholm's game, that's it. Less is more. Less is more. You know, he jumped up in the play there a couple times last night too. Yeah. And again, these guys have the green light. You always have the green light if you know you're not going to get burned on a pinch or you're not going to get caught. So uh, that's a good point by not Fred. Sam, I am. Good morning, gentlemen. What's the thoughts on Corey Perry? Is he worth the risk from, I guess, Sam, I am or Al G? I'm not sure. We were talking about it yesterday. I think he is. There needs to be some transparency a little bit to uh, make sure that the team is okay with it. Fans are, I think fans are probably okay with it once they kind of hear what went down a little bit. He's gone into the 30-day um, rehab well, and, and things in, like that. In Met with Bedman. Yeah, what do you think? he's, he's you know? checked off a lot of things. And, okay. you know, I heard you and Frank uh, yesterday, Sir Valley, you and Laddie talking about it. Um, he's done everything he needs to do. And risk over his career, he hasn't been a risk. He's been a very quiet player. There hasn't been a lot of outside noise surrounding this player. Uh, And Ken Holland has shown that he's proven to take chances. I mean, when you signed Evander Kane, that would be a lot more outside noise than signing Corey Perry, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Uh, Corey Perry, as Frank brought up, I think it was Frank yesterday, he wasn't even, like, suspended or anything like that, was he? Who's that? Uh, uh, Perry? No, he wasn't technically suspended. He technically wasn't. So teams could have signed him. Teams could have, yeah. He was and just then released. he met with Batman, and you know it was a meeting that didn't necessarily have to happen mm-hmm. for him to be reinstated to play. Uh, so he's checked off a lot of boxes here. Again, someone with zero prior history up until this incident. I agree, transparency. Uh, but I'm all for second chances, man. And uh, if you can get an asset for essentially nothing, yeah, it's definitely worth taking a look. I've heard everybody talk about it. Ken Holland, <laughs> I mean, from Stoff to you guys, uh, Ken Holland is definitely um, turning over these rocks and looking at things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pillman says, I, I'm all in on Perry joining the Oilers. Uh, Harry, um, I'm not catching that one, Harry. Sorry, uh, you need to clarify your text. Uh, also, Today, and uh, the Duke mentioned it in his update, uh, new head coach of the 
New England Patriots. A lot of people thought it might be Doug Vrabel sliding in from uh, Tennessee, but uh, what do you make of this new coach, 37 years old, and this is a guy I think that he's been in the Patriots organization for a long time. His whole career. His whole career. Played for eight years, was their inside linebackers coach the past five years, uh, and now is the head coach, so he only knows the Patriot way, and that's fitting. That's kind of how New England does mm-hmm. it. Uh, pretty shocking how fast it happened, but they clearly had a succession plan in place for when Belichick was done or when they moved on from him. Mm-hmm. One thing, Jared Mayo we're Jared talking Mayo, about. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. One thing I wanted to um, uh, ask you about, though, because we talked about it real briefly mm-hmm. uh, last week, was the uh, quarterback situation because they hadn't, the Elks hadn't signed McLeod Bethel-Thompson, and we talked about the idea of him coming, mm-hmm. uh, and we gave our opinions. What are your thoughts on now that he signed? And <laughs> I the should be asking and- you that. should be the other way around. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about <sighs> yeah. it both ways. So, yeah, we've got some time here. Well, I think the money is the biggest thing for me, depending on how much the money shakes down. You have to technically, you're adding in the 100000 to the cap from Cornelius, correct? Yeah. So then, I mean, Trey Ford... Again, and we talked about that he was one of the few bright spots for fans to go watch when you're at 0-9, hadn't won at home for 22 games. There were teams, though, that were figuring out Trey Ford defensively because of his capabilities and his abilities and his dimensions. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, not his size, how he's one-dimensional in the sense that he's probably going to use his feet mm-hmm. more than his arm. Mm-hmm. But we still see him be able to sling the ball down the field. Yep. So depending on the usage, let's see how it goes first, and then it, it might be all okay. I mean, McLeod Bethel-Thompson is, a, you know, it's night and day between the two quarterbacks. We all know that. Completely. Can he still help? And and I liked what he said, all the things, interviews on Friday about, you know, he wants to help Trey Ford. He thinks he can help Trey Ford. He yeah. called Trey Ford. This is a situation where hopefully the two can work together. And as long as the locker room is okay with it, mm-hmm. then I think fans should be too. And if you win, and everybody will be okay doesn't with matter. anything. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Uh, so here are my thoughts. I agree with you on many things uh, in terms of um, – what he brings to the table uh, in terms of Trey uh, as a passer, uh, just what I'm led to believe. Sometimes his reads weren't always correct. He, he, the the point is he needs to develop more as a passer. I think we all need know that. Um, the money, don't totally agree with it. Ford was the only bright spot in uh, quite a down year offensively last year. But look, you know, I think he's going to bring. This is a CFL. It's a passing league. And you're gonna you're bringing in a, a really good pure passer. He's gonna help the offense in that sense. They're gonna have packages for Ford where he's still gonna get his reps. Where it gets curious though is you drafted Ford uh, a year or two ago in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know you rub him the wrong way and he ends up walking here, it's not like it's in the NFL draft where the picks have that type of value or NHL draft. Sorry. Or either yep. of those big leagues where those picks have carry that type of value. But if you draft this guy forward in the first round and he's out of here a couple of years later, what for? What a waste of a pick. Um, so that then you look at Jones as the GM and you really start questioning that. The last thing I wanted to say, though, mm-hmm. is a lot of people were upset about you know the MBT signing. And I scratched my head about the money and whatnot, too. 
but Chris Jones said something that was very true. Uh, he said, I'm not here to coddle the guys. I'm not here to call Trey Ford and see if it's okay if we sign this guy. I'll tell you what, in all my years of playing, I never had a coach call me up, hey, Eddie, you mind if we sign this American <laughs> defensive tackle that's going to compete for your job? No way a coach is going to do that. That's not how this business works. I think with social media, people have got it uh, a little backwards in terms of how in the the day and age of where you need to be um, – uh, a little more sensitive with your players, which you do, but no way are you ever going to your players and asking them uh, for their permission to go and sign guys who you think are going to make the club better. That one was just pretty funny to me because I got to thinking, why would he ever you know, go to a, a quarterback that's on his current roster and ask if that's okay, especially if it's a young guy who really doesn't have a lot of, um, a lot of tenure in the league. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very well said. Good points on about... You know, coach has to have that sterner hand. I mean, you can't be buddy buddy and say, no. hey, you know, hey Eddie, are you okay? You know, that's a very no, those are good points. It's a respect thing. Yeah. There's a respect thing, and they're I don't want to say fearful, but man, you got to have the locker room's attention. It can't be again buddy buddy. That's not that's not how it works. You can be a player's coach, which Jones is notoriously known for, but you don't got to be these guys' friends. You're their boss. Uh, a couple texts coming in to one uh, eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Just wanted to get to uh, one of them just before we get to Gene Principe, and uh, one of them is uh, morning fellas. Is Kane a trade option if a D man gets shipped out? Uh, would it be CC for an upgrade? Well, I think the way things are going, everything's just fine. You don't want to tinker with stuff. And Kane has a no movement, no trade clause. So, I mean, th- it's not happening. And CC, what so, are you going to get for no, the money? I, I, well, again, every CC's complimenting Nurse right now. In Everything value, is just fine. What's CC's contract? Three, three, three point two five. And you're getting yeah. good value on that. CC is three point two five. No, yeah, it's three point two five for two more years. Quiet. Yeah, that's what you want is quiet. And he's complimenting Nurse. Nurse is complimenting CC. Eckelman Bouchard. Everything is firing on the back end right now. The third pairing is as good of a good of a third pairing in the league as. You know, what more can you find, mm-hmm. you know, with salary cap? Sure, you can go out and blow your totally. – blow everything on and getting whatever, but you still have to have that balance, especially with what's going to happen with – as we were talking with Spec yesterday, Leon Dreisaitl, et cetera, and things like that down the road. Uh, when we come back, we'll hook up with uh, Gene Principe, who – we'll see. Well, I assume that he was on the flight last night. I'm not sure. We'll see where Gino is. Uh, coming up uh, on the Kevin Carey Show with Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Oh, that's one of Gene Principe's favorite bands, artists of all time. And time now for the headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Reuter. They are sports fans like all of our listeners uh, and are just totally pumped and stoked that Sports Talk Radio is back for all your plumbing needs. Go to mrreuter.ca as we are welcomed. Uh, welcome in the Gene Principe, Rogers Sportsnet, longtime host of the Oilers. Good morning, Gene. Hey, good morning, guys. That reminds me uh, when I worked at the pop shop when I was like 17 <laughs> years old in Edmonton and uh, we used to watch uh, much music. It was mm-hmm. a big deal back then. We had a TV and I always used to listen. They always played Careless Whisper uh, <laughs> by Wham. Oh, boy. Uh, so that reminds me of those uh, those days. Those guys, well, Wham was uh, something. George Michael mm-hmm. and 
never get the other Andrew something. I can never get the other guy guy's name, but they were something back in the eighties. Well, you remember Gene, and we were talking about it yesterday or the day before about much music. And Jed Roberts was the power hour. Yeah. He was the power hour. He hosted that and ended up to be the White House reporter for CBS and Fox. Yeah, no one must have checked his references. <laughs> like he had chains and a leather jacket and earrings, and he was yeah. a hippie. Oh. Right, yeah, I remember, uh, of course, uh, that that era and uh, and him on Much Music, and you described him perfectly. And then once I was in the states and saw this guy from the White House, and I thought, <laughs> is that the same guy off Much Music? I thought, wow, that is like uh, talk about a different role uh, in life and in broadcasting. But congratulations to go from you know what he was doing to one of the most serious jobs in the world. Mm-hmm. Gene Principe with us. Are you in Montreal or still in Detroit, Gino? Uh, in Montreal, we okay. uh, we Got made the, the the flight last night, and uh, of course it was uh, it was a happy one um, as they uh, pulled off an overtime win and tied a franchise record and. Uh, Got a win from a backup goalie and another overtime goal from Darnell Nurse. So yeah, it was a. You've been there, Kevin and Eddie. You've been there too. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's nothing better than a than a happy bus after a game and everyone's all smiles and laughing and feeling good about themselves. Yeah, Gene, I was just wondering, do you travel with the team on their flight? I do. You know, Eddie, I I uh, like Kevin when when Kevin did games as well. We had the uh, I would call it a privilege of mm-hmm. being on a. Uh, a first-class flight with seats and you know oh, great space. food and it's yeah. uh, it's it's a great setup. I, I have uh, there are times where I fly commercially. I've found though over the years and in particular uh, post-COVID that it it just is uh, flights and connections and cancellations become uh, a stress that maybe I don't need or want anymore now that I'm almost 57. At 37, yeah, no problem. I remember actually there were times I specifically remember a game in Boston on a Tuesday night, and I took a red eye on Monday night, let's say at midnight, uh, arrived, uh, connected through Toronto, and I remember our good friend Kevin Rod Phillips mm-hmm. was uh, was at the at, in the lobby, and I got in about ten, ten fifteen, and he's like, "Are you just getting in?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm getting in, but like getting in from flying here, not just getting in uh, <laughs> from, from the evening." And uh, I used to do that, nothing. Twice and now I wouldn't think once about it. So yeah, Eddie, it's it's really you know convenient and uh, a wonderful way uh, to travel that we get a chance to do so with the mm-hmm. Oilers. Uh, Gene Principe with us on uh, Sports fourteen forty. Kevin Carey, Eddie Steele. Well, seeing you brought that up and talking about the old days, Gino, I'm going to blow you away with <laughs> with this next little tidbit. Uh, eighteen years ago tonight, eighteen years ago tonight, you and I had a special evening and uh, we spent the evening together. It was wonderful. 18 years ago at MSG was the Marc Messier Jersey retirement game that we did. I, yeah, I remember that. It was uh, Ray Ferraro mm-hmm. uh, was our uh, broadcast partner, and back then, you know, just you, you, I'm, you know, I'm guessing you've talked about the pay-per-views back then yeah. when they truly were pay-per-views, and people would have to uh, put out. I think it was ten dollars to to buy a game, and it was Mark Messier retirement night. Normally, uh, you know, it was a bit of a different game because uh, Kevin Quinn at the time was the play-by-play guy, but he couldn't. Uh, do the game and so we ended up uh, switching some roles and you were uh, wonderful as the host and I got bumped into being a play-by-play which you know to be honest with you and and I don't think I'm 
I'm saying anything that most young, uh, you know, boys and girls, when you when you're dreaming of being a broadcaster, I I think maybe now it's different, but back then I think most of us wanted to either do a late night show like you did, <laughs> Kevin, or do play by play. I I don't know if a lot of people grew up wanting to be the next Kevin Carrier, or Gene Prince Bay or or maybe Ron McLean. Uh, we hope they do now, and so yeah, it was it was a, a you know a thrill to do a game like that and to be Mark Messier. It was a, it was a great night. That was a lot of fun. There was a good after-hours party, too, at the Rainbow Room, Gino. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I heard. <laughs> Gino didn't have a ticket. I didn't have a ticket either. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um, so just uh, before we kind of touch on the Oilers a little bit, you know, everyone's been talking with you know John Short and Robin Brown. Yeah. And great tribute that you had on in the intermission there, Gene. And, I mean, I, I suppose yesterday when all the news was coming down and you're on the road, you're kind of going – you know, holy smokes, we're, we're talking to Speck earlier and probably the same feelings for you because, you know, Robin was on the road a lot. And, and, yeah. and of course, you know, John Short for, for many, many years. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a tough, it was a, you know, it was a weird day. And, a, and a, yeah, it was a tough day. It's just strange to, to see two guys, uh, you know, pass away. Um, John, uh, like, you know, I, I, so many of us growing up, living in Edmonton I can remember you know being in high school and lying in bed and John's show was on nine to midnight and I can you know I remember my late mom would come in and say you know time for bed right and sometimes I'd turn it off and and go to bed sometimes I'd turn it off and turn it back on and and listen to John and John was so kind with with people calling in like he would he was was respectful of whether you were a 16-year-old in grade 10 or grade 11, or whether you were someone who worked in the oil field or a lawyer, like he was, he was just so great. And um, yeah, I mean, I literally grew up listening to John, and it was such a uh, a great moment for me when I first met him in person. And uh, and Robin, you know, Robin had this gruff exterior, and uh, I, I could, uh, you know, I, I, many of us in the media. When Robin would, he had a tape recorder and you, <laughs> he would be, I laugh at it now, he would be recording an interview with an oiler and uh, you would ask a question, he'd turn around and give you kind of a, a <laughs> gruff look and he would stop his recorder kind of like, you know, your question's not even valid for me to uh, <laughs> to record the answer. But he was really a nice guy and uh, I, I just had conversation with him uh, January 3rd. And so when I heard that news, and I know Robin and I continued to stay in touch, and he was, you know, we talk a lot, uh, Kevin and Eddie, now about insiders, right, on the panels and breaking news. Robin used to break news uh, a lot, um, and he didn't have, we didn't have the social media platform, so he maybe didn't get um, uh, as much uh, knowledge or, or respect or people knowing that he was doing it and he was wonderful at his job and so when i saw that and and we'd been in touch and i know he'd had some challenges but looked to be on the rise um yeah very sad you know guys that uh both individually for many of us and and for a city and provided a lot for a long time so yeah just uh you know, enjoy your lives, people, because sometimes, and God bless John, he made it mm-hmm. to 86, and Robin, unfortunately, only 65. And uh, But, boy, they, they made and continue to make an impact uh, on uh, young broadcasters in a community that grew up reading uh, them and listening to them. 
Yeah, just a true testament of taking advantage of every day. It's uh, Life is so precious, Gene. Just teeing up the game tomorrow, will we see uh, history made for the Oilers in yeah. 10 straight wins? Wow, Eddie. I mean, it, it looks right there, right? I mean, you're taking on a Montreal team that uh, just finished getting uh, beat by San Jose, and we know... <laughs> Uh, how a loss to San Jose impacted the Oilers. It's it's unbelievable what's happened with Edmonton. And uh, I, I mean, I, I don't want to jinx them, but and I'm not going to say they're going to win, but it, it sets up as uh, a good possibility. Now I look back just a game before what they did against Detroit, and that looked to be one of those nights, as Brett Kulak said afterwards, everybody thinks you should be smoking them. And when you're not, it it feels like a failure. But in the end, it was uh, a success. So it does look like it, Eddie. And I mean, Montreal uh, is one of the great. It's it's like it might be the best or top two or three cities to be in the building and watch the game, um, even when the Canadians aren't what they used to be in you know in the '70s and and into the '80s. So it sets up to be a wonderful night, hockey night in Canada. Um, so it looks like it, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, 5 p.m. local time, puck drop, what the Oilers are able to accomplish. Gene Principe with us on Sports 1440. Kevin Carey's Eddie Steele, minus 36 here, Gene. Hey, uh, I saw that. Mike, <laughs> I, I mean, I know we evaded it uh, for so long, but now we always get one of these streaks, and yeah. I guess I, I, I shouldn't. Wow, it, we're not there, but we're definitely checking the temperatures to see how cold it is. That's incredible. Yeah, and you're back Sunday, or you can fly back after the game Saturday? Or? Yeah, fly back after the game Saturday and get home, and then likely a, a day off, and then mm-hmm. this original six tour continues, but it does so at home. It's kind of neat, you know, Chicago, Detroit, Montreal, and then Toronto. So we'll have the Austin Matthews show rolling into town. So lots of... Lots of great hockey and great uh, storylines to discuss. There's nothing better, Gene, when the team is winning, you're traveling with the team, everyone's in a good mood, and then, you know, you, you come back and it's the original six. So you got, as you said, you know, you have the Detroit original six. You've got, uh, you know, Montreal on Saturday, then Toronto here. It, that's just a special, special time, isn't it? Yeah, you know, listen, I, I, I'm I'm old, but not as old as some of those people that watched the original uh, six uh, before it expanded in Vancouver and Buffalo, and of course uh, Edmonton and the WHA teams uh, came into the league, and then expansion since then. And so, but there's there's just a there's like a, a lineage, a history that goes through so many of these franchises that gets passed on to kids and grandkids, just like I see, um, you know, with the Oilers now 40 plus years, you know, in the league and uh, you see kids and grandkids whose parents were Oilers fans. And it's, it's great. You know, I, I love that, that you you see it on the road and, and Edmonton, you know, last night, real quick, we were in Detroit and there were so many young kids uh, around the glass as has the case is the case you know, people want a glimpse of McDavid and, and Drysaddle and Nugent Hopkins and Kane. And uh, one of the ushers uh, in Detroit said, man, you know, usually this area is so quiet. There's nobody around. There were just so many kids banging the glass, you know, trying to get their attention and hoping to get a puck. And uh, so it, it's it, it's just wonderful when you go into these cities like 
Detroit, New York, uh, or they come to your city just to see the history. And it's something that Edmonton's, you know, Edmonton has a great history as well, just continues to add to it. But when you talk about clubs from, you know, the 1900s and in 1920, and um, it, it's great. And, yeah. and when Toronto comes to town, it is just like Montreal, very close. Uh, you never know if you're not watching the game and you're somewhere in the building and there's a goal, you're not quite sure who scored uh, because there's so many fans from the other team. So it's been a great run and it would be wonderful, Eddie, as you said, if they can get to 10 and then can they make it to 11 uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Toronto in town. So lots of, it, it's it, nothing brings uh, people together uh, and it, like sports and especially when it's happening like it is right now, it's a, a great time. Hey, Gino, thanks for uh, spending some time with us this morning and your insight and your stories, especially with John and Robin. Uh, safe travels uh, home, and uh, you got, uh, you're, you're, you'll be on with John, John Bartlett tomorrow in Louis, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I get to work some Hockey Night in Canada yeah. games, but not always, but uh, I do get the opportunity tomorrow, so looking forward to, to that opportunity alongside uh, Louis, so it should be a lot of fun. Thanks, man. Hey, Gene, oh. grab a hot dog for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, what do they call Sh- Shinsho? Shinsho? I, 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 they, they, I think they, that's what they it is. They bring them in yeah. like the game, and they are fantastic. Eddie, <laughs> I might even have more than one for you, pal. <laughs> Thanks, Gino. Appreciate it. Take care, boys. That's uh, Gene Principe, Roger Sportsnet, and our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter. There's a reason they call them Mr. For all your plumbing needs, you can go to mrreuter.ca. Uh, Text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Here's one for you, Eddie. Just ahead of, are you in or are you out? Because this is kind of a similar question from HVAC Nick. My question for all of you is: Which team's winning streak, and I'll get to that in a second, Eddie, is going to last the longest? There are four teams right now, winners of eight or nine in a row. Uh, who do you think keeps the streak going? Now, just to give Eddie the thing: So Edmonton nine in a row. That uh, as we've talked about ties the franchise record. Seattle just keep and Seattle just keeps winning. Uh, they've won eight in a row. The Kraken, Winnipeg with their eight straight win last night. The Jets, that's a franchise record. And then Florida with nine wins in a row. So if you were to pick one of the four, Eddie, and just as HVAC Nick would like, which one of those four would you think is going to extend their long the streak the longest. Okay, I'll answer this without total knowledge of those other teams' uh, upcoming schedule. With the Oilers, they got Montreal, and then they have Toronto. If then, they get yeah. past Toronto... we got to get past Montreal of first. Course, yeah. Of course, I'm not looking yeah. past Montreal, but I'm, I'm expecting them to show up and play well against Montreal. Hockey Night in Canada, superstars show up under the big lights. That's my anticipation. The Toronto game is a big one. Moving forward, after that Toronto game, if they show up and play well against Toronto, which they typically have over mm-hmm. the past couple of years, um, their schedule, man, it's it's very favorable it for is. them. I'm not going to say they're going <laughs> to win every game this month, but it lines up for them to win every game this month. We've been talking about it for a long time. They had 11 games in January very easily. A 9-2 and two mark in January would be... You know, phenomenal, obviously. Yeah. So, uh, when we come back, Eddie, are you in or are you out? We shall see. <laughs> well, I think you got to be in to start, though, no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in for the in or out. Uh, and we'll get to a nice text uh, coming in uh, about Eddie when we come back on the Kevin Carey Show with Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Oh, the Duke is really rocking it out now. Playlist Friday, too. I always seem to forget to tell our listeners that, but they know. They know that it's Playlist Friday. If you've got a song, 
Let us know. Eddie, did, Eddie never got one of his Stone songs in. I didn't. I uh, missed the ball here today. Sorry, guys. Maybe we'll uh, we'll play him out with it at the top oh, of the hour. Oh, that sounds good to me. If he's got one he wants. Cold to, brain. We'll blame it on the cold cold brain. <laughs> uh, Mark just sent a text and said minus 42 wherever he is. I don't know. That's that's crazy. Uh, crazy. Yeah, those power bills are going to be serious next month. Yeah. It's the price uh, we pay. Yeah, that's the way it goes. And mm-hmm. Yeah, the gas, the heating, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. Did you lock in at this fixed rate or not? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That's how it goes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, time now for Are You In or Are You Out? We had some great time. We're about to have some more. I know that look. I'm putting together a team. Then I'm in. Just when I thought I was out. Are you in or are you out? On Sports 1440. I'm out. Well, Duke, you had a tough night last night. How did you manage to put this together? I just have no idea. You know what? Uh, sometimes this, uh, when when a person is in need, the world answers. And thankfully, lots of great storylines heading into the weekend <laughs> uh, here across the uh, world of sports with the Oilers rather than the nine-game winning streak. Some uh, we're getting into trade or um, trade deadline talk season. A uh, big name around available in free agency. So we got lots of things to talk about. I th- figured we'd start off nice and simple uh, as the Oilers chase down a franchise record tenth consecutive win tomorrow night in Montreal. Quite simply, I'm saying they will hit it and uh, and set the new mark uh, for franchise record for wins in a row. Do you want to go first, Eddie, or? Yeah, like, I'm so, in. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm totally in on this. I think they're going to show up again. I just uh, talked about it before the break. Uh, uh, Hockey Night in Canada, Under the Lights, Big Stars, in an original six building. I think that the Oilers will show up, and it will be a convincing win, I believe. You know, just because it is Feel Good Friday, and, you know, I'm going to agree with you, so I'm going to go in as well. little concerning that Montreal lost to San Jose, and... That's just embarrassing. So, you know, they're going to be pissed off in Montreal. And I mean, the, the press in Montreal would just be roasting them today. Mm. So I just think that the Oilers would like this. I think this current day Oilers, they had a chance already, right? They had a chance already to to break this uh, streak, most of them anyway. So I think that they're going to go, let's do this. Let's, let's put these teams of the 80s again. Where uh, Speck was saying what the you know they might have won nine in a row and went to Barry yeah, Tees yeah, and fun. Thunderdome and Esmeraldas and all that <laughs> stuff. So uh, I'm gonna go. On, I'm in. I, I I'm in on this too. Glad we're all in agreement there. Heading into the like weekend it. on a positive note uh, with high hopes for the Oilers tomorrow night in Montreal. But uh, the the Habs, a team maybe not necessarily in the mix on this, but with several Canadian teams. In the midst of a playoff hunt and some real contenders emerging, of course, the Canucks atop uh, the Pacific Division, the Oilers climbing back in, the Jets atop the NHL. I'm saying uh, coveted current free agent Corey Perry will sign with a Canadian team. That's a tough one, Duke, because you're erasing most of the teams in the league. <laughs> uh, and especially when you look at uh, where he might want to sign, like a Vegas or someone like a place like that. But you know what? I'm going to go... I'm in on this one just because I think the Oilers are going to make a strong push for him. I think Toronto will probably make a strong push for him. 
who knows, maybe even Vancouver makes a strong push for him. So I'm going to agree with you on this one. I'm going to go, I am in on this, that Corey Perry will sign in a Canadian market, even though the odds are probably not in that favor. Yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm going to, just for uh, to make some good radio here, I'm going to go out and say he's going to stay in the U.S., sign in an American market, and probably someone on the somewhere on the eastern seaboard. I think Vancouver is makes perfect sense. I know I know Oilers fans as much as they hate Corey Perry from past exploits with other teams. Uh, I think a lot of fans would like to see mm-hmm. him in an Oilers uniform for the stretch drive. He's a prototypical playoff performer. He went to three straight Stanley Cup finals, proven winner, yada yada. But I think the Canucks are adding a little bit more sandpaper to their lineup and a guy that can play up and down a lineup uh, when called upon. I think the Canucks and him would be a pretty uh, mm-hmm. perfect perfect fit for them as they kind of move from solidifying themselves as a real contender this season. He was in Toronto last year, right? Uh, no, uh, last season, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Tampa, for the last right, couple, Montreal right. prior to that, Dallas prior to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Couple, yeah. He was on. He was just running Traded. on one one year term, yeah. one year deals for a couple seasons, and then a two year ticket with the Lightning before uh, mm. this one with Chicago. Moving over to the world of the NFL uh, announcement this morning, the Patriots already found their new head ca- uh, head coach, promoting linebacker coach Jared Mayo to Bill Belichick's previous position. And um, I'm going to say that just or much like many other Belichick disciples that have moved elsewhere and tried to instill the Patriot way. Nobody's really succeeded, and I think Jared May will suffer the same fate, even sticking in the New England organization. I'm out. I will disagree. I will not disagree, but I will be out with this question because, first of all, what is the Patriot way? Because (laughs) the Patriot way has been doo-doo since Tom Brady left. So is this Patriot way uh, this all-holy... way about going things uh, I don't know because they have not been very successful secondly uh, Mayo is not leaving anywhere whereas you alluded to with the question guys have left and tried to bring that culture and try and implement that culture I guess is what the Patriot way would be and with no success or limited success because I would look at Mike Vrabel and I would think that he's been successful mm-hmm. uh, but Mayo he played eight years and when he retired, went instantly into coaching for the past five years as their linebacker coach, and now he's the head coach. So this is all he knows. So I think that he is going to bring that pedigree, that culture, because he's not trying to bring it from one organization to another organization. He's keeping everything in-house, and I think that it's going to be a seamless transition. I don't think I can add anything to that. I'm just going to go to the text line that I thought that I would say about Eddie before the break. This comes from Joe Sarah. I just wanted to say how much I enjoy listening to Eddie Steele. He has a unique perspective and is such a good speaker. Oh, thank Isn't you. Isn't that nice? Oh, eh? That is nice. So thank I, you. I can't add Feel to any more. Yes, you know I can't add to any more. So I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you, Eddie. And and I think there is no such thing as the Patriot way anymore. I think that's a long gone thing. Mm-hmm. I just it's done. You had it your is. you had your Patriot way for twenty years, yep. and now I don't even know. I th- I think you have to, and I think this is up to the organization, up to Robert Kraft. You have to create a whole new identity moving forward here. That, I don't until you do that. I think this franchise just wallows in what it is right now. Mm, interesting. So, with that being said, you think uh, even just keeping a guy like Mayo, someone who's been in house, you don't think that'll be? Uh, I don't. I don't. Don't think it'll move the needle. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. And I, I get your side of it. Yeah. I see that. I do. 
So Eddie, but do you, like with all that being said, do you think Mayo will have success uh, taking over this uh, ship? Of course, he'll kind of get a fresh slate, likely to pick a quarterback at the top of the draft this spring. Um, I mean, like New England doesn't really have any, I don't know, call them foundational pieces in place. Like he can pretty much have his way uh, working with whoever ends up replacing Belichick as general manager, I guess, as well, uh, to kind of shape this team in a new in a, in a new image moving forward. So do, like, do you like Jared Mayo as this hire? I, I do. I do like him. And they've talked about there's been rumblings that they're grooming him for this. I personally really like Mike Vrabel. I'm really attracted to him as a coach. He seems mm-hmm. like uh, he's the type of coach that I really would have loved to play for um, because he's a player, former player, but he's hard-nosed, tough worker, grinder, and that's exactly what I jive with. Uh, I was very surprised that it happened so quickly and that Vrabel didn't get uh, an opportunity to interview, but that just goes to show you this decision was made up a long, 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 long time ago. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, now. Na- it was in his contract basically because you know even when you're an interim coach and stuff there's certain like rules about the hiring process because we're seeing it with Antonio Pierce in Vegas that they can't just hire him outright or or have exclusive rights to him basically which apparently the Patriots did to Mayo which is why this was able to go through so quickly type thing it was Mm -hmm. built right into his contract so like you guys said seems like it has been uh, lined up for quite some time to take over but yeah I think a lot of people surprised uh, Vrabel not even kind of getting a a look up there anyway Uh, super wild card weekend will kick off tomorrow afternoon starting with the Browns and Texans Lots of potential for upset this weekend with uh, some technically better teams being lower seeds and I'm saying at least half of these wild card games will result in the lower seeded team emerging victorious so I need a little clarification here, Duke. So are you saying Cleveland is a lower seeded team than Houston? They are the five seed, and Houston okay. is the four seed. Similar, the similar to just, just uh, Monday record. Monday night game. Uh, even though the Eagles are mm-hmm. obviously the much better record, Buccaneers winning their division, they get home field. Okay. They're the gotcha. higher seed. Just wanted to clarify you because betcha. you know I know the Duke likes to sneak some stuff in, and then you know the whole we wording, the we I thing as well oh, this yeah. morning. You know, I was yeah, going yeah. to uh, I was going to word this in a way about the favorites. Um, because obviously using the point spreads to determine favorites, but uh, I figured the higher seed might uh, provide a little, little more context for people at home that maybe don't have the lines in front of them. Mm-hmm. I'm out on this. It's close, but it, I, I, to be honest, okay, I think the Rams are going to beat Detroit. That's, I, that's as much one. as I don't want to, I also agree. But other than that, I don't see a whole heck of a lot. Um, uh, it's cool. You know what? You... you Again, you're. I'm right on the fence here. This could be if so. Three, three, I'm, three, I'm three is the tipping point. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't see Green Bay winning. I don't see Pittsburgh winning. Okay. So those are the gimmies, and I don't see Miami winning. No. Okay. So there's a chance for the other three. Like I, I'm obviously rooting for my Texans, but the Browns are such a good team. I mm-hmm. think they have a very good chance to come out with the win tomorrow afternoon, mm-hmm. Monday night. The Eagles might be limping into this, but by all by, all, by all measures, they are a better team than the yeah. Buccaneers uh, because like. People are mad at Nick Sirianni as the coach and stuff. But Todd Bowles is no, you know, AP coach of the year by any stretch down in Tampa, and even with Baker's great season. So I think there's a great chance for the Eagles to win that and get into the division around. Yeah. And then, like you already said, Kevin, I think uh, Matt Stafford rolls back into Detroit, puts on a clinic, and uh, gets the Rams back. Like, that's a team with yeah. championship pedigree. The Lions are on the come up, but I think this might be the next step in their building process as a playoff loss. Uh, and then moving forward, they might be a true, true Super Bowl contender. 
I'm just going to go. I'll, I'll stay where I am. I'm, I'll say I'm out. It's going to be close, and, and there's a strong possibility. This is the best question you've had in a long time, dude. I, I'm out as well. I, I don't think that Detroit's going to lose that game. I think Detroit's, uh, they're going to have the energy. Dan Campbell's going to have them fired up, that home crowd, playoff game at home, indoors. The only upsets I foresee happening, Cleveland beating Houston, and it's funny that that's an upset because Cleveland – Better better record this year and better roster in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then Philly beating Tampa. You know, other than that, I think the the uh, favorites are going to win. Alrighty. And lastly, it is Friday, so we <laughs> will uh, steer away from the world of sports. This day in 1966, Batman, starring Adam West, debuted on ABC. And while Adam West was the first on-screen portrayal of the Dark Knight, I'm saying Christian Br- Christian Bale was the best portrayal of the Cape Crusader. Firmly in. Firm, really? Firm, hard in. Definitely. Christian Bale, that trilogy of Batman, those are some of the best movies I've ever seen, without a doubt. Hmm. I'm going to just disagree just because it's Friday and we can't agree on everything. Eddie. Uh, so I'm going to say I'm out. I like Christian Bale in The Fighter with uh, when he was uh, with mm. um, Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a good movie, I thought. Mickey Ward. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Yeah. yeah that's oh, yeah. where he was his brother, right? He was a brother. Yeah, yeah, Dickie, yeah, yeah, Dickie. yeah, 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 yeah. Dickie. <laughs> <laughs> he was on crack and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he straightened out or whatever. So I'm just going to go away from that. I'll, you know what? Who's your Who's your favorite Batman? I'm just going to continue with the man crush that we've continued on here, Duke, you and I, and Ocean's Eleven. I'll go George Clooney. Clooney. I'll just go George Clooney. <laughs> Widely regarded as the, the worst, worst one. Batman yeah. without, without a doubt. I knew it, but I, I just thought we'll go with Clooney. This is just like that time that Struddy said his favorite Star Wars movie was the Solo. <laughs> The Han Solo independent <laughs> movie, which is easily the worst of everyone they've ever uh, okay, okay. Even our intern, <laughs> he, he's in the back thinking, ooh, I know. shaking his head at you. I know. I just <laughs> I didn't want to agree with you. I on will say this, Eddie. Kevin. So like yeah. that was the first Batman movie I ever saw. It was Batman and Robin with Clooney and uh, you know Poison Ivy, Schwe- okay. uh, Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. And I love that movie as a kid. And then like once you get older and realize, you know, there's uh, other things out there. So it, the, the 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 nipple Batman suit. Yikes! <laughs> so is Michael Keaton? Is he in there? Or he, oh, what? He, I, th- I think is he, he number I two. I think he's great. I okay. think he's great. I, I I actually really enjoyed the most recent one, Robert Pattinson, with kind of a different interpretation of the character, more back to the uh, the detective, hmm. the true origin of Batman. Um, and I'll be honest, I've never seen a, a, an episode of like the original Adam West version yeah. um, back. And I mean, like you know, that's obviously so long ago. The superhero movies now are so. Uh, special effects driven and action focused and stuff. It, they're obviously a far cry from what it originally mm. was. But uh, yeah, I liked Pattinson, the newest one, but I, I think Bale was, like Eddie said, those three movies, there wasn't a really a weak point in any three of them. Hmm. There you go. Except the the switch from, um, who was the original? West. Uh, no. Oh, what? The uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal took the role oh. over for the love interest, but who was? Oh, um, um. Katie Holmes, thank you. Thank you, Donovan the Intern. Oh, Donovan the Intern. Batman aficionado. I would have preferred Katie Holmes to continue to play that character. Well, who wouldn't? (laughs) I mean, Maggie Gyllenhaal, no slouch. She was uh, Tom Cruise's, right? Correct. Katie Holmes. Tomcat, I think is what that was called in the the TMZ. What a dummy. (laughs) Tommy. Well, the, the church probably rejected her. The Scientology yeah. church. <laughs> I think she wanted nothing to do with <laughs> yeah, it, right? She, yeah. she, she got to know him a little better. It's like, oh, Tom, you're a she pretty ran, weird dude. Ran fast the other way. <laughs> yeah. that's a, We could talk about Tom Cruise for a while here, couldn't yeah. we? 
It, it, we always seemed uh, my last five minutes every Friday was always a little bit of a oh boy, bring it back now, guys. Uh, Got to keep in mind that uh, Eddie Steele, of course, brought to you by Bonton Bakery, uh, an Edmonton fan favorite since it opened in 1956. Uh, the slow and steady approach is a tradition they're proud of. It shows in the products. Order online at bonton.ca or check them out on 149th there. Right by the Domo. I was in there yesterday, Eddie. I picked up a nice sourdough Ooh. bread. Just a nice, it's a smaller loaf. Yep. But I had three sandwiches yesterday Good when I got you. home. Good for you. I yeah. picked up a seven grain from there last week. And I try to make a, a point to stop in there mm-hmm. every week after the show and get a little treat, something to nibble on. But the boy's going in for his wisdom teeth today. You know? I know, so you're I, going in right away. I'm going in at noon, so oh. I can't have any solids or anything over the next few days. So I'm sorry I can't go and get the monkey bread, Bonton. Yeah, the monkey bread's still our favorite, isn't mm. it? Well, you like the cinnamon one, right? Or, I like the cinnamon. Yeah, yes. I'm the bacon cheddar one. Yep. I looked at it yesterday, too, but I went, you know what? If I eat half this loaf of bread and the monkey bread... Yeah, you'll feel it right well, to the hips. You know, and you got hockey today. Got hockey too. today. Uh, yeah, you don't want to like slouch that. out there. No. Uh, so, you, what time's your wisdom teeth appointment? Uh, got to be at the Royal Alex for twelve fifteen. So you're going to be looking like a chipmunk here for a few mm-hmm. days. But I'm still back next week. Well, we knew that. Yeah, of course we knew that. Of course, I mean, perfect attendance. You know. Are yeah, wis- do yeah. wisdom teeth, they get done at a hospital, not at a dentist? Well, I have some other procedures they are going in. I actually have a baby tooth still, and then the adult tooth is up in there. So, yeah, I got this 35-year-old baby tooth sitting That's in a, my head. I can't believe it. Like, it's at this yeah, point in your life oh, they're doing man, this? Oh, it's, man, it's like a dead tooth. So I'm so excited to get it out because I'm starting to get self-conscious about it. And I, so will my the adult smile's tooth not there. grow no, still no, grow in? It's, like, it's going to no, be dead up in there, right? It, they're going to extract it. So it's a pretty big procedure. Yeah, so. No. Yeah, my gonna, wife, you, just, the mask is going to be coming down, oh, Eddie, right? Oh, man. Yeah, I hope it's the laughing gas. Oh, boy. <laughs> Go out giggling at least. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you have to get taken to the hospital. You gotta, well, yeah, someone's oh, got to yeah. pick you up, yeah, obviously. It's, so it's a fairly big procedure. But again, I'll be back next week. And you'll be a Bonton man in about four or five days here. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> For sure. Oh. Well, good luck up. today, Eddie. Good luck, big guy. Thank you, fellas. Do you want us to send flowers or anything? Um, or, you know, yeah. No. He'd probably rather us send some bonton or some like that melt in your mouth bread. Like, oh, uh, how about how about this? This would be the cruelest thing. Why don't we get Patty at CBH to send over one of those forty ounce steaks? Oh, <laughs> baby. oh. That, that's melting your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't be chewing it for a few, few days. <laughs> well, I'll take the mashed potatoes too because that's a goodie. Apparently, I'm oh. supposed to eat. Well, have a great day today, anyway, besides the wisdom teeth extraction. Thank you, guys, and have a good finish to the show. Yeah, Stay uh, warm. Yes. Uh, we, man, we ran a little bit long. We, we took Eddie right to the 9 o'clock, top of the hour. Normally, we're out of here by then. So uh, Jim Matheson's going to be coming on at 9. Maddie will be about a few minutes late. I know you're listening, so we'll be a couple minutes late getting to you. But uh, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns, our unique lounges. Casual setting makes it easy for you on anyone to rock a new look, get the best hot towel shave experience in Canada. I'm looking forward to getting one of those. Hands down, book now at TommyGuns.ca. Here is the Duke.